Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. Very excited. This is the first time we've had this guest on this show. I've had him back in the day on the TV show on the program. Former longtime NFL executive, including as the GM of the Vikings, and very talented CBS Sports HQ, CBS Sports NFL analyst Rick Spielman joins me now. Rick, good morning, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for making time. Yeah, no, it's an honor to come back on the show and the first time on the radio, so looking forward to it. I know you ask me a lot of softball-type questions, <laughs> but you can actually ask me very hard questions since I don't care what I say anymore. <laughs> Good. I've got. Should we just skip to that? Because i got a really hard one for you. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. So, by the way, feel free to, to just completely disagree with every part of this, but i huge fan of yours when you were with the Vikings, and I was on the radio, and I believed, and maybe I'm wrong, that Kirk Cousins was a um, was like a mermaid, a siren, beautiful voice, but would lead people to to crash into the rocks. And when you guys gave him the three year, I think fifty five million dollars. Frankly, I was worried about your job security, your coach's job security, and Kirk Cousins' ability to be successful. This is the hardest question I have for you. In retrospect, am I just an idiot, or do you have some regrets about bringing Kirk in, given the direction the organization went after he showed up? No, I have no regrets at all. It was an opportunity to get a unique quarterback that really comes on the market. Uh, You know, Kirk, the stats speak for itself. Unfortunately, we didn't win enough games, and the quarterback's going to get blamed for that, but not all his doing at times. But then you watch uh, what he was able to do this year. I think he set an NFL record, which was always – his downfall or the criticism on him is he can't win when the game is on the line. I think he had seven or eight come from behind victories uh, this year. So uh, I thought it was a little bit harsh on the criticism, but I also know that comes with that position and with that job. I wish I had harder questions. Rick Spillman here on, uh, that's all I got here on the show. Um, Some reports out, Rick. And it's speculation from Rich Eisen. He's connected, so so I'm not discounting it. But it's not he's reporting so much as he's hearing. And as someone that covers the NBA, I understand the distinction. One of the things that he says to keep an eye on is the idea of Tom Brady unretiring again and maybe being linked to, to the Dolphins. Let, let me ask you, let's start here. How much do you think Brady has left in terms of potential talent, success, upside at the age that he's at if you did plug him into a place like Miami? Yeah, there's no question if you want to label him the GOAT or a unicorn at his age to still play at the level he's playing now. When you watched him play last year, I don't think 
and I think this is what got Tampa is he can't go out there and throw 45 times a game anymore. I think that if you have a strong defense, you're able to run the ball, that he can still play at a very high level. I remember, you know, we were involved with it when how many times did Brett Favre retire and unretire, retire, unretire. And, uh, you know, we had him up in Minnesota for two years. The first year he was up there with us. You know, we got to the NFC championship game, lost in overtime, down to in New Orleans. That was the uh, bounty gate, as it was called back then. I've never seen a guy take a beating as, as much as Brett did. And I remember seeing him after that game. And when he took his shirt off in a training room that next day, it looked like he was in a car wreck. Half his body was in black and blue. It didn't even look like uh, a normal human body by the beating that he took that game. But I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Nothing surprising me, to be honest with you, anymore uh, in the NFL and what's going on. So you just kind of react to the news as you hear it. Uh, but I would never discount anything or put much credence into anything until it actually happens. Longtime NFL executive and CBS Sports HQ mega talent Rick Spielman here on the show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm, I'm Bill Ryder. Rick, um, another thing that has been reported in the last, really in the last eight, nine hours, is that Aaron Rodgers met with the Jets to some in some regard yesterday that comes on the heels of another Rich Eisen keep an eye on the notion that the Packers he is suggesting would love Aaron Rodgers to move on if I slid you into that GM role into the front office in Green Bay would you prefer Aaron Rodgers to stay in Green Bay or to want to be traded somewhere else well if you have Aaron Rodgers you always have a chance to have a chance although you know they last year you know, they got beat by, to me, uh, it's an up-and-coming team. And uh, the, I believe, and we're not going to go down a different rabbit hole, the Detroit Lions will be a legit contender to win that NFC North next year. Um, but if there's always at some point in a relationship where people have to move on. They did it uh, with Brett Favre, and ironically, Brett Favre ended up in the with the Jets. Uh, and then I believe that if Aaron Rodgers, it may be a fresh start for that organization. Maybe they have a strong belief in Jordan Love that he can be the guy. It may be a little bit of reset for the Green Bay Packers. It sure does clear up a lot of cap space and cash uh, for that organization to maybe start moving forward without Aaron Rodgers. And there's no question the Jets need a player like Aaron Rodgers. So if they're has been some talks going on. Then you know that Green Bay had to give permission for the New York Jets to start talking to Aaron Rodgers, which means, in my opinion, as I look at it from the outside, if they gave that permission, then they're ready to move on from Aaron Rodgers. Rick, I love you dropping in that you buy the Lions, you buy Detroit, and and, you know, good for Dan Campbell. He's been entertaining, and and that team played hard for him. Does that also mean that you have – as a person who has evaluated talent for a living, confidence that what we saw from Jared Goff last year can be who Jared Goff is in Detroit consistently at, at, at that level? I, I don't know if it's going to be sustainable, sustainable for the next five, six, seven years. I think they eventually have to have a plan B in place, whether they address that in the draft, which I don't think they will this year, but at some point they're going to have to. And I give a lot of credit uh, to Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, who was up for some head coaching jobs. 
I think those two with that combination will be able to repeat what they did last year as long as they stay healthy. Uh, but I also know that they have to have in the back of their mind that Jeff Goff is a good quarterback, or Jared Goff is a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to be the answer for the next five, six, seven years. Um, Rick Spielman on the show. Rick, you were the GM in, in Minnesota for, for a long time, almost a decade, if I remember right, and you've been at a lot of places in various levels of, of player personnel jobs, including, I think, for a stint, my Chicago Bears, who I love and hate simultaneously. So you've, you've been around the Combine, and I'm sure you've formed some perspectives on it. For, for you, and this is, I know, a general term, and it's specific to players, but for you, how do you weight and grade the measurements, the speed, the times, the things that go on at the Combine outside of the interview versus just the tape and what you saw from players in college? Well, now you're trying to dot the I's, cross the T's uh, on all these players, but I can, we never, we had them initially on our draft board. That's why I felt it was always important to have that draft meeting with your scouts. The coaches aren't involved yet to get the draft board set, but for example, a guy that blows out a combine uh, all of a sudden, you have him maybe in a fifth, sixth round, does not move up to the first round. With the combine and all this pre-draft process, as you get the medical, the psychological testing, the intelligence scores, you know, the interviews, the private workouts, uh, then you start positioning guys in that area of your board. So, you know, we can talk about the quarterbacks. My opinion, you know, Bryce Young is right now the top quarterback, but the way C.J. Stroud played against Georgia, the way he threw the ball, which is one of the best-throwing workouts I have seen at the Combine in a long time, if not the best, all of a sudden I think because Bryce Young didn't work out and C.J. Stroud did and the way he finished the season, now it's going to be a lot of discussion in those draft rooms do you go with the, the smaller quarterback or C.J. Stroud, who just seems to keep spiraling upwards as we go through this process? And then you got Will Levis, and then what Anthony Richardson did at the Combine is phenomenal, but you always going to have to go back to the tape. And my question on him would be, is he just a great athlete playing quarterback? Or when you're in these draft rooms, is he a quarterback that could be a really good athlete, and does he know how to play quarterback because of lack of experience and because of the inaccuracies that were showing up on tape? And then Will Lovis is a, a whole another can of worms that you're going to throw into the mix as well. So there'll be a lot of juggling, but it's not going to be, okay, someone didn't work out great. Uh, now we're going to drop him from maybe this round all the way down to five rounds below. So – you just got to always remember what you've seen on tape. Uh, Rick Spielman, let's let's continue to lean into your expertise and your ability to put yourself into the shoes of the GMs around the NFL. If you were in the front office in Baltimore today with a Lamar Jackson deal that's not done, with a market that has been, I don't know if it's been reset, but certainly for a lot of guys like Lamar Jackson, they look at what Deshaun Watson got from the Browns and they want the same thing. And with the negotiations that have, that have not come to fruition between Lamar and his team, if you're in that front office, and your choice is give him a Deshaun Watson-type deal, choose one of the three franchise tag scenarios, where are you leaning if push comes to shove and that 4 p.m. Eastern deadline starts bearing down? Yeah, no, they have a tough decision to make. 
And, um, you know, I don't know if I would go to the Sean Watson deal because that is that an anomaly, but we're not going to know that because you got Joe Burrow coming up, you got Herbert coming up. So you got a lot of these young quarterbacks coming up. Uh, and I don't know if they will get fully guaranteed contract. The hard part about being a general manager and when you're negotiating directly with a player, that is, I can't tell you how difficult that is because when you're negotiating with a representative or his agent, you can really lay out your side of the story. Okay. Hey, I, I understand that he's a franchise quarterback. We're willing to play him, pay him top market value, but he's been hurt the last two years. Hasn't been able to finish the season last year, miss those last six games. And we're concerned about his style of play and how durable he's going to be because is he going to be the same quarterback when he can't use his legs? But if you look at the two tags, the non-exclusive tag, which is the cheaper version, $32 million, and then maybe you let him go out there and test and see if anyone's willing to pay him that. But then are you going to want to match whatever offer comes in? I know you get first two first-round picks, but to me, look at what Denver gave up for Russell Wilson. They gave up two number ones, two number twos. They had some flops and some extra things on the back end for later round picks, but they also gave up three players. So are you telling me that if DeMarcus Russell had two ones, two twos, and everything else that we just spoke about, uh, shouldn't they get that same value or more for a Lamar Jackson type? And then if you go to the exclusive, okay, it's, it's, there's no ball game. You're just playing or you're not playing, but all of a sudden that's about $13, $14 million more if you go to the exclusive tag. And then will he come in and play on that tag? Yeah, Rick, it's so interesting. So so in a situation where a guy has an agent, right, where a guy, most of these guys do, and you franchise tag someone who you know doesn't want to be franchise tag, which is probably most guys, are you calling the agent to break the news or are you calling the player to break the news? I always thought that you had a, at least, because when you're negotiating with an agent, okay, if you say if we can't get a long-term deal done, then, you know, there's no question we're going to franchise them. And then that's the floor of where the negotiation starts. And then let's say, well, in Lamar's situation, then we would franchise him the following year. Well, that's 120% more. So those are the floor. But most agents and players, uh, when you're doing these deals, and whether it's a four- or five-year deal, they don't care as much about the structure because there's cap that you have to fit all these contracts in, but they're in the cash. So the ownership uh, has to provide the cash and the resources to get it done. But they're more worried about what they're going to get in the first three years of the deal. So, and then sometimes you put on fluff numbers at the end, year four, year five, to make the agent look good. Well, I just got, you know, two gazillion dollar year or five year deal. In essence, you got to really break down and look at the first three years of that deal. That's where the true value of these deals are. Rick, when when you circling back to when you were the GM of the Vikings and, and you all gave Kirk Cousins that deal, and again, correct me if I'm wrong. My memory is that was the first time I can remember a, a, that amount of money being guaranteed. I think it was fifty five million. Obviously, there's yeah, a lot more well, guaranteed. Is that right? Yeah, but yeah, but that was a different scenario than a Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson, Kirk. Cousins was on the open market. Right. No, so, I got it. 
I'm yeah, more curious. More, yeah, but it was the first time I think a fully guaranteed contract was given out. But we did a short term three years. Right, three deal years. Yep. Right. And I and, and he was I was at it was in Minneapolis. I was I remember I was at Radio Row. I was there. He was sort of the bell of the ball. I mean, he was the guy everybody wanted when the news came that Alex Smith had been traded to Washington. Mahomes had been elevated before we really knew they knew, but when we knew Mahomes was and you guys landed Kirk Cousins. It's not like you're the only one who wanted him. But my my question is, you, you did what you had to do for your team. When you look back, are you surprised? at how that decision has morphed now into a team like the Browns giving the kind of, there's so much guaranteed money out there now. Do you feel like that Cousins deal was the start of that, of that trend? Well, I don't know if it's the start of it, but I would say you always look at any deal, regardless of the Kirk Cousins deal or any other deal, three years from now, those deals look minimal compared to what, where the price is going, especially as the cap increases. So I remember... My first deal that I sat in a negotiation was back in Miami when uh, we were working with Jason Taylor and we were at the combine and I said, I can't believe we're going to give this guy $10 million in guaranteed money. Well, now that's a drop in the bucket compared to what these guys are getting. But every year the prices are going to continue to rise just as the salary cap continues to rise and it kind of resets the market. So you can look back and say, well, right now, Kirk Cousins may be the 11th or 12th highest state quarterback in the league. Was it worth it? I would say, yeah, it was worth it. But, you know, five years from now, you may look at some of these deals and say, geez, boy, they got him for a very good price compared to where the prices are five years from now. Rick Spielman, this was so good. We went like three minutes long. I just ate up all your time because of how excellent this interview was. Thank you for the candor and the perspective. Love the work you're doing over on CBS Sports HQ, and, and I hope you'll you'll come on again. I, I had a lot of fun talking to you. Yeah, no, I, I have to get a Bill Reader T-shirt to come on next time. Do you have any T-shirts? <laughs> you know, we're, I, we've just assigned Tom, Tom that anything. task. <laughs> we're gonna get Tom. We're gonna get Tom. Tom, my producer's now on T-shirt duty. You'll get one next time. <laughs> okay. I appreciate you having me on today. Thank you. Thank you, buddy. Rick Spielman on the show. I was, it was so hard on the, on the Kirk Cousins question, you know, the did you make a, a mistake question. And he answered it, that I just didn't really have the heart to tell him it's writer. <laughs> Not reader. It's okay. <laughs> Tom will tell. So next time, I guess, Tom, the polite way. This is what I, by the way, I used to, when I used to do radio hits, I would just hang up if somebody said reader. I would just hang up the phone, and they'd call back. But now I'm not a diva. I'd just be like, hey, thanks, yeah. Thanks, Chuck. It's writer. We will give uh, the, uh, and by we, I mean me, the polite nudge. Uh, it's Bill yeah, we'll Ryder. Dude, he was great. It went pretty long. That was a really good interview. I don't think he knows who he's inviting to ask tough questions, though. So next time, we're going to hammer that guy and Kirk Cousins again. We're going to circle back. I'm going to come with some stats, bro. Um, Rick Spielman, great. He's really good on CBS Sports HQ. You should check the network out. It's free. Uh, We've got talented people like Rick on there and me. So it's a whole balance. I think you'll like it. Uh, Let's do buy or sell. We'll get to it quickly because that segment's going to go along as well. Uh, Buy or sell with D-Cell. And D-Cell City is a very special surprise for the segment, so we'll all find what what that is together. I'm excited. Bo on top, next on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. It's funny you you play that rejoin, uh, Tom, because I, when I was in Denver a couple weeks ago for vacation, hanging out with my brother and his family, he and his wife, they're both lovely people, badgered and bullied and insisted that I, along with my wife, all three of them ganged up on me, Tom, to get me to play Trivial Pursuit. And it was, I want a vacation day back. I think about writing David and Spike and saying, can I put in for another vacation day? I was made to play Trivial Pursuit. See, now here's the problem with that. Your brother and your sister-in-law, I assume they really wanted to play because they're really good at it or because they know you're really bad at trivia or just don't like trivia. Like, they wanted to win a game that they knew they could win, and that's where the problem is. When you have, like, a family game night like that, it's supposed to be just about having fun, not wanting to win. I've never won Trivia Pursuit in my life, ever. And Lori and I got up somehow. Um, I don't know how many pies there are, but we were one pie away to no pies, and we lost. And I just wanted to pick up the board <laughs> and throw it across their house. Instead, I, was, I said, that was really fun. I'm not playing anymore. Congratulations. All right, all right. Let's get into Oh, I'm excited about your surprise. Whatever that is. Let's get into buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, let's start it off in the NFL and by talking about running backs. The Dallas Cowboys have franchise tag running back Tony Pollard, while the Las Vegas Raiders have done the same to their running back, Josh Jacobs, who led the league in rushing last season. Both Pollard and Jacobs will now make just over $10 million for next season. Buy or sell, it made sense for the Dallas Cowboys and the Raiders to franchise tag Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs. I'll buy, and I'll go further. Buy. I I think you should use the franchise tag almost exclusively on running backs because in I, I'm sure you've seen the thing going around Twitter, all the first-round 
draft picks spent on running backs since 2010. Many of them are, are busts. A few succeeded in their rookie deals. None, not a single one. You can make an argument. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott were worth their, their, their first big deal. Running backs run out of steam. They get beat up. They run out of the physicality that's necessary to compete in the National Football League. I would franchise these guys again and again, Tom, because the odds are they're going to very quickly go from a, a key cog to a guy you don't want on your team anymore. All right. Speaking of a key cog, the Chiefs and defensive end Frank Clark were unable to come to an agreement on a rework deal, and now the expectation is that Clark will be released. Now, Frank Clark was set to make a base salary of over $20 million next season, but nothing was guaranteed in that $20 million. In cutting Clark, Kansas City saves $21 million against the cap. Clark had just five sacks in the regular season, but he had three and a half in this year's playoffs. And as you mentioned earlier in the show, Bill, he's third all time in playoff sacks with 13 and a half. Buy or sell the Kansas City Chiefs would be making a mistake by releasing Frank Clark. Oh, man, it's a really good question. I'm going to... I'm going to tentatively sell that it's a mistake. Sell. And this is why. I I think that often to that running back conversation, teams hold on to players longer than they should because of past or current performance, and you have to project guys that might hit a wall, or in this case, just cap realities you have to navigate. And the Chiefs have done a pretty good job over the years of moving on from players that felt really critical and still having success. I know Tyree Kill is different than this guy. I get it, but there's other examples. If you go back in the day, I, I, I'm okay with it. Andrew, are you? Do you want to, uh, in your distinguished air of excellence, do you, do you want to ride for, for for Mr. Clark? Well, I, it is two interesting positions because they're letting their left tackle hit the open market as well. Right. That you don't want to have to. I guess, rebuild from both of those spots. So maybe one of them still comes back on different terms. Maybe they're just kind of letting this, letting them see what's out there, and then they'll realize they should stay where they are. Um, but it's always better in general to get rid of a guy a year too early than a year too late. Yeah, I think that's... I guess the other thing is... Some organizations and some front offices just have the benefit of the doubt for me, and some have the opposite. So it's it's not even a net neutral question I, it's the chiefs i think they've been incredibly well run and so i for me they have the benefit of the doubt on the on this decision making on on to your point if we're trying to figure out whether it's a year you know it would be a year too late if they waited versus a year too early i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to navigate they're, they're going to get that uh that camel to the eye of that needle all right let's get to some college football oh, here, it's Bill. A, all right so we gotta go back buy or sell you know that reference I, sell can you say it again? My, they're gonna get that camel through that eye of the needle. Bye, bye. I I think I've heard it before. Or you're or you using your usual trick of mushing two together to make Give it one. To me. I'll tell you after. What do you think it is? You, you want to? You bought. You know it. Tell no, me. no. I'm gonna say you got it right. All right. I'm gonna lean into it here. Here's here's so, what it is. Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm gonna take a guess here. I've never heard it. Yeah. Threading a needle is incredibly difficult. Camel. Right. Humpback, very large hump to it. Let me just, let me just <laughs> hump day on. tomorrow. I, I went sh- for it. In scripture, Jesus apparently, I think, says it's easier for a rich man to get into heaven than to th- the camel to make it through the eye of a needle. And everyone was like, oh man, rich people are screwed. 
But it turns out the Eye of the Needle was a entry point into Old Jerusalem, if I remember my, 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 my studies properly. So it was an expression having to do with, like, it's easier for a rich man to get in heaven than for, you know, to get a car through the 405 at rush hour. It was kind of the... So I think I nailed it. It's a biblical reference. <laughs> I think I nailed it. Okay. Nice. Yeah, you win. You got it, D-Cell. Congratulations. All right. Yeah, Tom. I'm going to take the W there. Tommy Tom. Bible's over there. Say Tom. <laughs> Preacher Tommy. Let's get to some college football here. After the Texas Longhorns' first spring practice, head coach Steve Sarkeesian said yesterday that positions were all up for grabs, including quarterback, where sophomore Quinn Ewers and freshman Arch Manning will compete for the starting job. Quinn has an entire year head start, but I don't want that to hold Arch back, Sarkeesian said. I want to see how far he could take this thing, and I want to see what it can look like, end quote. Buy or sell Arch Manning will be the starting quarterback for Texas this upcoming season. I don't know enough about him outside the hype, honestly. Either of you have, like, eyes on this kid in high school? Can you envision a big program like Texas with a quarterback with the last name Manning not winning the starting job? I can't see it. I know he's going to be good. I know there's a ton of hype. I can't see a Manning riding the bench. Yeah, you don't think he's got a a significant Archie nemesis? Bye. I like that. I thought that was good. That's a good one. And you don't even need the Archie. His name is just Arch. It's just there. Right. I screwed it up. Yeah. I mean, he's probably going to march onward to starting. Oh, so. no, no. <laughs> so, so. I'll buy that he'll start, too. Yeah. Bye. Again, it's an interesting, you're all, you're wearing that name. We're going to have a lot of this coming up. I mean, Tiger Woods' son is going to try to make, I'm sure, a run at playing professionally when he gets older. And good old Arch and Bronny Jr. I mean, that's... They're big names to carry on your back. All right, let's get to some NBA, some hoops talk. Colorado police are investigating John Morant's actions over the weekend when we know he appeared to hold a gun in an Instagram Live video at a nightclub after playing the Denver Nuggets. Police are investigating whether Morant broke any state gun laws. On top of that, Bill Shams is reporting from The Athletic that the Grizzlies held a player-only meeting that was led by veteran big man Steven Adams in which Adams addressed that the team needed to be more disciplined on road trips this season, and by all accounts, Shams was reporting, it was directed solely at Ja. Memphis Bill is 12-20 and 20 on the road this season. Buy or sell, you think there's a chance Ja Morant could miss double-digit games? By the way, not a good look that that happened, that report that, that Adams basically said be better, and then Morant went out that night and engaged in whatever shenanigans led to what looked like a gun. It's a good question. Buy or sell? That's right. I'm going to sell. I would sell. I would put the number based on you know very little information, and I've tried to get some at seven and a half games. If I were making an over-under number, right? I think it'll be in that range. And as I said yesterday, they've got a pretty nice cushion on the three spot, right? And they, they have a history of playing really well without Shaw. I think it was last year where they had this incredible run without him. But they're going to want to get him in the mix. They want to get him in rhythm. They're going to want to get through all this. Remember, the playoffs begin April 15th. So it feels to me like that's, you know, five or five and a half weeks. I think he's back at, at the latest in a couple weeks. To Unle- get into rhythm unless Colorado police come up with this law that Ja broke, which then, I mean, I think everything goes out the window that we think we know right now. 
But there's no way that they're going to allow him, this being the Grizzlies, to miss games down the stretch to get ready for the playoffs. Expectations are through the roof for Memphis this season in the playoffs after how they played against Golden State last year. Like, they're going to do everything they can to get him ready for the playoffs. Uh, I agree. Expectations are through the roof, and they obviously want to win. I do think the Durant-Phoenix thing has taken some of the pressure away from Denver and Memphis to, to a certain degree. Because it was wide open before Durant came in. All right. Now, speaking of pressure, the Boston Celtics have now lost four of their last five games after their 118-114 overtime loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers last night, in which they blew a 14-point fourth-quarter lead. Last night being the second half of a back-to-back for Boston, Jason Tatum was not in the lineup. Tatum was officially ruled out because of a left knee contusion. The Celtics are now two games behind the Bucks for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Buy or sell, Bill? You're concerned about the Boston Celtics. Sell. So, I'm not. So. And Tatum didn't play and didn't play in another game. I, no, I, I think they're ups and downs. We asked these questions about Milwaukee whenever it was, December. They had some injuries, too. No, I think I was actually just texting with the GM during the show. I think about something else, actually about Cleveland. But, like, his point, and it's the point, is that it's it's – Boston and Milwaukee are tier above everybody in the East, and I think that's still true. All right, let's squeeze in one last one here. College hoops. As we predicted in this very segment yesterday, Alabama's Brandon Miller won SEC Player of the Year yesterday, and he's actually the first player to win both SEC Player of the Year and SEC Freshman of the Year since Anthony Davis did it at Kentucky in 2012. Buy or sell, Bill, you have an issue with Brandon Miller winning SEC Player of the Year. Sell. I mean, he is he is a player Sell. of the year, and unlike the um, Naismith that has a requirement for character, no. And we talked about this yesterday. That that's I wouldn't I would be hesitant to draft him, and his connection to a a um, a murder investigation involving his teammate is obviously highly problematic from a judgment and a moral potential moral perspective. There are allegations, but still the connection is troubling. But but obviously the guy can play. And that's an award for playing. Although Andrew, you do a lot of college hoops. You're you're a college hoops play by play guy. Do you do you have an issue with this? Um, no, because I wasn't surprised. Expected it to happen. I mean, so if the award is going to be, but that doesn't mean it's right just because we expected it to happen. No, but like, but but what? I guess the point is, and this is not to diminish anything, but like, what what would be the motive for not voting for him? Right. Like what? What? What are you? What are you standing on? And these these awards are voted by the coaches in the SEC. So if you're a coach in any other place, what's making you not vote for him? I mean, I guess it stems from the fact that I didn't want him to still be playing right now. And if I don't want him to be playing, I certainly don't want him winning awards. Yeah, I just I like I. It's different. It's it was unavoidable. So I just never had an opinion on it. Like the wooden one. Okay, that makes sense. That one takes into consideration non-basketball things, so leave them all fine. But, like, I, I, is he really not the SEC Player of the Year? Like he, I, I, As much as I want to know why that's not a crime in Alabama to do what he did, allegedly, and I would have liked Alabama as a whole to handle it better, and him specifically, I just, I, I can't bring myself to have a strong feeling on him being SEC Player of the Year. I don't, I don't know why, but I don't. I'm with, yeah, totally agree. Like, it just, maybe because it just doesn't matter. Like, who was the SEC player of the year last year? Like, it's a complete, like, I, my, I'm, I'm more concerned and more worried 
by how they're going to broadcast Alabama games now in the SEC tourney and in March Madness, how it's going to be presented. I I hope that we are not going to get the next two or three weeks or four weeks of telling us how this young man's overcoming things to play well. I really hope that we're better than that. So, like, I'm saving my energy for that, not for SEC Player of the Year. His story, though, has to be a part of every single broadcast my, in that's, which Alabama but that's, plays, That's though. my point. It needs to be presented correctly. And it can't be what it was the first week of, oh, my God, this guy just scored 41 points amidst all of this controversy as if it was unavoidable and that he wasn't to blame for some of it. Like, it can't be a compliment that he's playing well because while all this is still going on. We can't live in that world. Like, I'll get mad about that. I'm not going to get mad about SEC Player of the Year. I'm 100% with you. Are we done? Where's the surprise you want? You want to do a big surprise? Special guest? Uh, the surprise is I don't even know what the surprise is. Oh. oh. Goodness. That's not a surprise. <laughs> no. Feels Far from the course. For you, two, for you two that know me very well, it's not a surprise at all. Like, what are we oh. doing here? Par for the course is a great expression. Because that one's easy. Thank you. Right on average. Right what you're supposed to do. So you're a liar. Are we talking to me now? Yeah. I mean, you said there's a surprise and there wasn't a surprise? Well, I mean, if we want to do semantics, Bill said that I had a surprise. Bum of the week. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, lock, bum lock, of the week. Let me, lock it in Bum now. of the week. Yep, I'll write it down. Thank you. Bum of the week. Lying to the audience. Lying to the audience and trying to blame the host. It's a double whammy. <sighs> Next week, too. Yeah. Relax over there. Way. Relax. It doesn't work. I wish it could carry over to a different week. But if it could, it'd just be the Chris Paul Award. And that's just not, you know, it's weak. What if we call it a Chris Paul if there are multiple reasons for why you should be bum of the week? Oh, I like it. Or a D-cell. We'll call it Chris Paul, though. People know who that is. Yeah. A CP D-cell? I really didn't do anything to deserve this today. Nothing. Nothing to deserve this. So are you saying, is your story that Bill, on his own, said that you had a surprise? I'm not saying anything anymore because no, no matter what I wow. say, it's wrong. Wow. So he's calling you a liar, Bill. Yeah, he's calling me a liar. Wow. Promising the audience something and calling me a liar. Okay. That happened yesterday in a tennis match. That didn't end well. <laughs> I just, then the guy wanted to fight me. I don't want to fight you, man. <laughs> Deesa wants to fight you, though, and me. I know. <laughs> Well, he is Tommy Muscles. I mean, I'm not going down that And path. Tommy Bibles sees that the power of Christ compels him as well. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Bibles. I thought it was a good little reference. Yeah, it was. Stretch. And I apologize for not giving you credit, for thinking that you had jumbled two into one. You thought I made, yeah. You credited me with something Jesus said. <laughs> I just want you to let that process for a second. Wasn't me. All right. Let's just get to Geno Smith. That seems like the better choice. Geno Smith has a contract. What it means after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It is Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks for listening to the program. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. 
who proudly serves the Armed Forces DOD veterans and their families, their members, are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Last night in Miami's win over Atlanta, Heat big man Bam Adebayo finished with three steals and a block. Bam is now averaging more than a steal per game. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. Gino got paid some money. I don't hate it for the guy. And obviously, there's a level of success last year that is undeniable in the way that he played and the way that Seattle played with him at the helm. And there's a lack of quarterbacks that are available, supply and demand. But it's still pretty amazing, Tom, the the degree to which this guy went from an afterthought to a required replacement for Russell Wilson, who was obviously awful, to a three-year, $105 million extension. I mean, that is a lot of money. And he played awesome. The guy threw for over 4,000 yards last year, I think. NFL Comeback Player of the Year. I just... Look, if it works, it works. But Geno's failed at several places. It's extremely rare for a guy to fail at a, at a single stop and then be successful in the NFL. And he has been cut by three teams, I think, previously. It's certainly, and I'm not trying to take anything away from him. It's also a reflection on that organization and on how well run it clearly is. And if, if, Geno Smith is going to be successful over the next two or three years. It does, I think, Tom, sort of call into question how much of Russell Wilson's success was Russell Wilson, which is a scary thought for Denver because then you're dealing not just with physical deterioration but the possibility that they're just really good in Seattle at making it work and making guys look better than they do other places. Because Geno Smith, good for him on getting the money, deserved it, had a great year. He's never looked this good in his, in his career, ever. Seattle's got the number five pick. Five pick? And I suppose we'll know the degree to which. The thing about that pick is you can and maybe even should draft a quarterback here if you don't think they're ready. And it gives you the opportunity. By all accounts, Geno Smith is a really good guy. And that matters if you're trying to raise up a young QB. You're not going to draft, and you can at five anyway, a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud, a guy who presumably is ready to go from day one. But you're a dude from Florida. You know, if he falls to five... Mr. Combine, Mr. Speed and Height and Measurements and Athletic Ability. Anthony Richardson, a mix the of Bill, Cam Newton, built like Cam Newton, runs like Lamar Jackson. The Bill Ryder, not really, of the NFL Combine. Maybe that kind of player makes sense. We'll have a lot of indication from Seattle what their view of is of Geno, but you can draft a project or a guy like, project's probably unfair, a guy who's not ready. And I'm going to go back to Mahomes. They drafted Mahomes when they had Alex Smith and had Alex Smith for, for a little bit left. Because they thought Mahomes could be great, and they didn't need to rush him. And the idea of not having to rush a guy, I think, is really beneficial. And this isn't Green Bay, where Aaron Rodgers is so good, Jordan Love's going to sit for 17 years. Even if Geno Love plays out this contract at a high level, if you get two years of the three years at Geno Smith at a, the level he was last year, great. That's still enough time for a quarterback to be behind him and grow and learn. There's just And there's no quarterbacks. And that's the other thing, is if you're Seattle and you're optimistic, look at what happened in San Francisco. They went down to their third quarterback and had a chance to still make a run. 
and then they went down to their fourth quarterback. So having depth at the position also makes also makes a lot of sense. You know, that means you got to pay a guy like Geno Smith what they paid him, and you have to draft a guy with a top five pick. So be it. I, I trust Seattle to again. Seattle and how well run they are, they've got the benefit of the doubt from me on that decision making. Uh, Mike Florio on the show tomorrow, by the way, which is pretty, pretty exciting. We'll get Florio's perspective, his take on all the news that's going to happen in the next few hours. We're about four hours from the franchise tag deadline coming and going. Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones, among others, will have had decisions made for them if they don't come to an agreement with their respective teams. Uh, thank you to Rick Spielman for being on the show. Thank you to Bogus. Thank you to D-Cell. I'm Bill Ryder. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you. See you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 